Welcome to the family with Devin Pittman, Andy Rampernard, and Cassie Schrader. We are going to check out some of the headlines from uh, today, get the take uh, in studio from Cassie and Andy and Tevin. A few stories that are just, oh my God, I can't believe people are, people have lost their minds collectively. Mm -hmm. People are out of their minds. 100%. And we shall come back and talk about why we think that with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Do you say everything I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? Do I dream or do I dream of a white Christmas? You sing, yes. Do I you? don't sing this song, but I mean, I would like a Christmas with no snow once. And a some warm well, weather. It's not going to be a problem here for the <laughs> snow this year. I can promise you that. We got snow. We got a lot of snow. We had a green Christmas like six years ago, I think. We did absolutely. We have a couple of stories to get to, a few stories to get to here, because I cannot believe people are doing the things they're doing. I do believe that we have collectively lost our minds, all seven and a half billion of us, because we do things now that are so assholey, and it is unbelievable. Is assholey in a word? It is now. It is now, <laughs> yeah. okay. Because you said so. A 13-year-old suspect is in custody related to the murder of Barnard College freshman uh, Tessa Majors. With police still seeking other suspects, but her killing has become what the New York Daily News calls a political football, drawing in New York City's mayor, the head of NYPD's union, and the issue of marijuana legalization. I never thought I'd see the day where I would agree with Bill de Blasio, but I do agree with Bill de Blasio. Uh, yeah. On Sunday, Sergeant's Benevolent Association President Ed Mullins appeared on a local radio show and said he'd heard Majors was in Morningside Park to buy marijuana. He's actually saying she kind of had it coming to get murdered because she was trying to buy marijuana. Is that what he's saying there? I guess so. 
On Sunday, Sargent's Benevolent Association President Ed Mullins appeared on a local radio station and said he'd heard Majors was in Morningside Park to buy marijuana when she was stabbed to death. Adding, and you think about that, we don't enforce marijuana laws anymore, although the Daily News says the NYPD hasn't confirmed Mullins' claim. Major's boyfriend says she was just going for a jog in the park. Police sources tell the New York Post the pot lead is being investigated after being receiving uh, after they received a tip from one of Major's friends at Barnard. Mullins' remarks are now uh, drawing ire from Mayor Bill de Blasio and others who say the union chief shouldn't be saying such things. No, he shouldn't. Well, she was there trying to... You should get stabbed 11 times if you're trying to buy marijuana. I mean, what is wrong with you? Trying to push his own political agenda about pot legalization. Think of Tess's parents. Her friends, de Blasio tweeted in response to Mullins' comments, This is heartless. It's infuriating. We don't shame victims in this city. NYCD, uh, excuse me, NYC Public Defender Scott Heckinger also took issue with the, what Mullen said, posting that the NYPD is weaponizing Tessa Major's murder to attack reductions in marijuana enforcement and the prospect of legalization. It never fails. Mullen's response to de Blasio's report surprise on Major's murder per the Post. I really have to question what world he's living in to think that this is surprising, especially with a hands-off policing policy. Oh, he went after him about the hands-off policing policy. So those boys have an argument. Yeah, let's not... Uh, there's an 18-year-old young woman who's now dead. Let's not... Oh, she was trying to do something illegal. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, what are you thinking doing something like that? Uh, people... Uh, more me now. So the, isn't, the whole thing is more the, me now, isn't it? Right, and rather than, you know, whoever highlighting her as an individual and the time that she was spent here like you know you're just using her death to further your agenda and it's like nobody cares about the victim it's no, sad that's exactly right yeah, we do care about the victim the whole thing is just it, 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 she's just she looks like she's about 12 first of all you know you look at her she's a young woman picked the right college barnard college you know it's the route, the route to take you know everybody wants to go there but we're just not letting anybody in including me apparently they didn't let me in either. I'm out. I'm just telling you. I tried to get in. They said, why don't you take a hike, Buster? <laughs> what do you they think? named it after you, though, so... Yeah, Bernard Collins. Yeah. yeah, that's an honor. I think it was actually... What was the name of the... What's the name of the... I think it was named after a woman, wasn't it, Andy? Barnard College? I think. I'm not certain, but uh, there's every possibility. Right? Mm-hmm. Who's it, who's it named after, Andy? I know you're looking it up. Uh, Frederick Barnard. Frederick Barnard? He founded a bunch of women's colleges. And he was deaf. And he was deaf? Just. Wait a minute, what'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. Uh, President Obama, I don't know why he said this. I don't really understand it. Maybe he was joking around. Obama, women indisputably better than men. Uh, Does this mean. He's trying to recover from his angering the Twitter blue checks. World would have fewer problems if all nations were led by women. Now, I would say this. I've made it very clear throughout my entire career that if a man tells me to do something, I have a hard time with it. But if a woman tells me to do something, I do it. But I was raised by a woman. So for, in my case, that would make absolute sense that women have always run the show in my life, mm-hmm. including Catherine, as you know, mm-hmm. just the way things are. Uh, Barack Obama thinks one way to make the world a better place is to put a women in charge. I'm absolutely positive that that would be... Yeah, I mean, I understand what he's saying. But the only, my only concern is, is this the first indication that Michelle's going to run for president? Might be. 
Yeah, he might be just plugging away. To, yeah. You know, she's going to run for, for president. You'd vote for Michelle? Yeah. yeah, she's black. I'd vote for her. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Literally all the best. You know, honestly, God, now i got to put up with him for the rest of the show after that comment. <laughs> when, when Obama was elected, people were like, oh, Tevin, did you vote for Obama? And I'd tell him, yeah. And they'd be like, why? And if, especially if it was a white person, I'd just be like, oh, because he's black. Because he's black. Oh, I like, totally seeing, that. like, the horror <laughs> people's faces. Like, why oh, do they do that? Gosh. I mean, why bother to get upset yeah. by that? I'm absolutely confident that for two years, if every nation on earth was run by women, you would see a significant improvement across the board on just about everything, living standards and outcomes, he said at a leadership forum in Singapore, as quoted by the BBC. Now, women, I just want you to know you are not perfect, but what I can say pretty indisputably is that you're better than us men. At what, though? What is he talking about? What are they better at? He's just groveling. He, he wants groveling. the progressives back on his side after he Yeah, he, he is lost groveling. Them. What did he what did he say again that lost him? He said something about basically Twitter witch hunts are a bad idea. Which they are. Well they are, but he was 100% all the, right about a bunch that. of people got super mad at him because apparently that's not, you know. Once again, it's not real. Settle down. Obama was asked whether he would ever go back into politics, but he suggested that his time when that world had passed. Well, you can't go back into politics, can you? Well, yeah, and you never, like, once you're president, you don't never really, like, leave politics. Exactly. Like, you're always going to be involved yeah. in some sort of way. I'm thinking of leaving KQRS to do 7 to Midnight over at uh, <laughs> K-Talk. What do you say? Yeah. Why? There's no way he's going to get back into no. politics. He's going to be a billionaire, first of all. Why would he even think of it? Yeah. If you look at the world and look at the problem, it's usually old people, usually old men not getting out of the way. He said, oh, see, he's really kissing ass yep. now. Mm -hmm. Barack, you're losing me, he's man. He's parroting the, you know, what 18-year-old right. uh, like progressives the believe. Yep. Here's what I love about life. You know, we're all the same. Except for you, you honky bastard. I'm like, <laughs> what? Either we're all the same or we're not. We always have to have a group of people to set aside, whether it's black people or Asians or whatever the situation. We always have to set people. There's always got to be one group that sucks. Why? It makes no sense. So I shouldn't be upset because my son is a white man and you're saying that white men are pieces of shit. Uh, that not, that angers me. I'm sorry, but don't say things like that. What is wrong with you? Oh, I know. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's. They're trying to, like, have white people reap what they sow type of thing. Uh, we, it's like, who well, sowed it? I had nothing to do with it. Well, I, I understand that. Neither did I. Yeah. But it's like they're trying to make two wrongs to make a right, which isn't working. That's what I'm thinking of it. Well, it's, it's a really stupid idea to do that, as mm -hmm. a matter of fact. I'll set aside now white men as the all evil, horrible, and all now in Barack Obama's mind, it's all men are nowhere near as good as they should be. It's funny. You never see them go over to the Middle East and say, stop stoning women, you. Yeah, they don't say that, no, do <laughs> Somehow that's not worth talking about. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'd read more of it, but he's pissing me off. I'm try I try to like these people that were president or our president. I, ha I can't. Well, everything he says is a calculated PR You movie. got that right. And if it goes poorly, he just says the opposite, and there you go. He gets his audience back. That's all politics is. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much true. I don't know why we put up with this after person after person after person. Why we put up with this, I will never understand as long as I live. Why does somebody have to be better than everybody else? I'll never get it. I just don't understand it. It's you know? constant competition mm -hmm. for the human race, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but how, how is it better to hate white men than it was to hate black people? 
How is that better? That makes no sense. Right. It's like it's all the ebbs and flows. Like it's different. They want to like, I'm going to show you how much like we're apologizing for racism in the past or whatever else. And now we hate white people because we're going to say that they're the reason that everything's bad. And it feels well, it's our, it's our, it's naturally in our DNA to want to um, have revenge or seek mm. revenge or have vengeance. And, you know, it's kind of like kids when they hit. You tell kids not to hit, yeah. you know, even out of anger. But when they mm-hmm. hit somebody, they're going to, the other one's going right. to hit back. And next thing you know, they're just on the ground brawling. But, <laughs> and of course, I have to go and break it up. But, um, you know, I think that's what it is. I think it's just that natural finger pointing. You point your finger at me, I'm going to point it back. Oh, I don't God. know. I'm, I'm so thinking childish. that it is yeah. childish. And especially like today, if it's like if you're not pointing the finger at somebody else, and somebody's probably going to be pointing the finger at you, and so it's like I have to make sure that I'm the one directing attention yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. I mean, the whole that whole concept is basically, well, he started it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> he started it. <laughs> type of thing, you know, like white people started it. Like, you know. Here's the problem I have with all of that. Uh, no, Devin, you know some tough guys. Uh, yeah, I know a few. Tough guys wouldn't say something like that. No. Because they're tough guys. Right. They're, it's all the people who wish they were this, tough yeah. guys. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially, like, on Twitter and stuff, that's where it's everybody oh, wants to spot off on there. They're not going to say it in your face. It's like oh, if you're God. a tough guy, like, you just stand. Like, they mostly stand there, and, like, if you're going to bring that here to me in my face, then we'll handle it then and there. My favorite is still one of the guys that I went to high school with. He's, like, 6'3", probably about 240. Black man in America today. Never tell you that when he walked up to me about telling jokes and ripping mm. people and stuff. He comes up to me one time and goes, Hey, Tommy, let me just tell you something. Man, that stuff you say is funny as hell. You make me laugh, but don't ever talk about me like that. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood. That's not going to be a problem. There will be no talking about you. Uh, so he thought it was very funny as long as about somebody else. <laughs> he thought that was terrific. But, yeah, I really wish we would all mature to the point where we don't have to single out any gender or race to be the devil here because that didn't work too well 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 400 years ago. It doesn't work. So could we stop trying to do that? What do you think? Well, I hope. It's never going to happen. But though, it, yeah, it? exactly. It's too easy. Oh, no. It's too easy. We're too immature. We are. Our species is very immature, <laughs> and I don't think it'll ever happen. No, I, no. I understand what you're saying. It just it makes – and people – oh, i got to ask you this because we only got two and a half minutes left in this segment. What? Hello, who is it? Is that the phone now you get it? It is. I don't, it's not set up all the way, so I don't know if we can answer it. But eh. And it's probably a telemarketer anyway <laughs> because yeah, we haven't true. given out that phone number. Hello, who is it? Hmm. All right, well, just we'll ignore it. Now I forgot what the hell I was going to talk about. What were we talking about? They, they, they did it. No they're, they've disconnected. Mm-hmm. No more audio. What the hell were you just talking about? I don't know. You were going to ask me a question? I was going to mm-hmm. ask you guys a question. What the hell was it? Though? What were we just talking about? Doesn't matter. The immaturity yeah. of the human race. <laughs> That's something. Something like that. I don't know. It, it really doesn't matter, but... The whole problem I have with all this stuff, I really wish they would stop with this. You know, like I said, Barack Obama's not my kind of guy because he was the president. Donald Trump's not my kind of guy because he is the president. I don't hate them, either one of them. That's not it at all. I don't hate him at all. It's just, I. why do you say the stupid things that you say? Whether it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Richard Nixon or I don't know, any of these people. 
Don't say things like that. You know, yes, I love women. I work for women much better than I do for men. But that's me because my mother raised me. My sisters helped to raise me. That's why I work for women better than I do for men. But that's just me, you know. Yeah. Doesn't mean everybody, right? No. Everybody, yeah, everybody, depending on where you were raised, how you were raised, like you have different comfort comfort levels and you work in different situations better than other people do. Did you see Chewy Bravo died from the Chelsea Handler show? No. We had him in studio, God, a few years ago or now, and looking back at it, I guess, Chewy Bravo, really nice man, unfortunately died. Too bad. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's really too bad. Did this, what what happened to Chelsea Handler? She disappeared. What? Who'd she piss off? I don't know. So, yeah, she was huge. She for was a, huge. A long time. And then funny. now is, no, I don't, like, I don't care for a show all that much, but yeah, she's gone now. I like Chewy, though. Did it say why he passed away? Just Said he was sick of you. <laughs> he just had enough. <laughs> um, it says here, ladies and gentlemen. Chewy Bravo, a Mexican-American actor best known as a comedian Chelsea Handler's sidekick on her Chelsea Lately show, has died at 63. The cause of death, though, was unannounced. So I don't know what killed him, but not a good thing. But he was a very, I mean, we had him in studio, and we actually literally had to put, like, a milk crate on the chair so we could get to the microphone. It was really cool. (laughs) It was actually very, very cool. But a really, really, I only met him a couple times, but a really nice guy. Yeah, he just had that genuine sweetness to him i loved him on the show he's just yeah he was cute no i thought it was yeah it's exactly right he was cute, cute and bubbly there's no question about it um did you know tevlar yep after miss jamaica won the miss uh-huh. world all five beauty pageant title holders are black women about time. Not at all surprised. And also, why are we still doing this? I don't. I have know. no what idea. Like, Does anyone really care anymore? She is a very pretty woman. I will tell you that. And very pretty, Miss Jamaica. Um, this year was historic. See, I hate that when you vote. History has nothing to do with beauty pageants. <laughs> I mean, you know, really. God bless you. Oh God, we got to take a break here. We'll be right back to bitch about this some more <laughs> with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch, you're pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The X-Chat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The X-Check app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. 
If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. I love those What do you think of that? We're belting it out, man. That's all I'm saying. We're belting it out. Who is a cinematic icon dead at 79? I don't know who this... Anna Karina? Oh, the, oh, I just saw, like, a French actress. Yeah. Something. She looks familiar. What was she in? Or is it Anna Karina or Anna Karina? I'm going to go with Karina. I don't know. I have no idea. She's a very pretty woman. Unusually pretty. Like, an un, pretty in an unusual way. Anna Karina or Karina. I'm going Karina. Whatever. The French New Wave actress who became an icon of the cinema in the 1960s was the muse of Jean-Luc Goddard. Has died. She was 79. The French culture, culture minister announced her death on Twitter on Sunday. French media said that the Danish-born Karina had cancer. She died of cancer at 79 years old. I was trying to find some movies that she was in. Uh, that's the name of one of them. Uh, other cult Goddard movies starring Karina included the 1961 Vivre la Vie, Live Your Life. Vivre la Vie. And the 1965 Perio Le Fou, whatever the hell that means. Perio Le Fou means give me some water. No, that's not it. Um, then she was on in Un Femme Est Un Femme, A Woman is a Woman. I've never heard of any of these about? movies. Yeah, I was just saying, I've not Anna Karina was her name. I've never heard of any of those movies, but they're French movies, so, you know, Pip Pip Cheerio, or oh, I guess that's English. Never mind. Hmm. Never mind. I have no idea what the hell this is all about. So but, who uh, is Anna Karina? She was a French actress, French iconic actress. She died at 79 of cancer. Oh. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, very, very attractive woman, but I've never even heard of her. I mean, um, uh, wasn't Anna Karina, wasn't that a, a character written by Tolstoy that or something? It was a Tolstoy. Well, it was yeah. kind of a Tolstoy book. Yeah, right. A- Anna Karenina. Anna Karenina, yeah, Karenina, I think is how you pronounce Karenina. it. Karenina. Karenina. No. Anna Karenina. This is just Anna Karenina. So I don't know if she got it from Tolstoy or what the hell happened, but, oh, by the way, Tevin, good purchase of the Babe Ruth bat. Yeah, how much did that run him? Hit his 500th home run with this bat. Cost a million dollars. Somebody just bought the bat for a million bucks. What's that went, look you just right. made of? I thought I would have went for much more than that. Yeah. I was yeah. Well, you think, yeah. You get some crazy, especially because it's a Yankee and one of the greatest baseball oh, players yeah. of all time. Like oh, yeah. Some rich New York guy wants to put that in his collection. I got to I gotta agree with you. I, th- I thought it would have gone more for more than a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it went for a million bucks, and, uh, you know, what the hell? What are you going to do, right? To wait for the Yankees to try and offer it and buy it back from you? Right, That's exactly. Uh, here, Here's the deal. Uh Fitbit exposed my boyfriend. Did you hear about that? Yeah, his, his heart rate was up at like 4 o'clock four in the morning. morning. What the hell's wrong? With, how stupid are you to be wearing your Fitbit while you're stooping some other woman? Mm. I mean, what the hell's wrong with you? An NFL reporter says she caught her ex-boyfriend cheating when his Fitbit data went crazy in the middle of the night. Wish the story wasn't real, Jane, uh, Jane Slater. 
tweeted in a post that's gotten over 470,000 likes and 46,000 retweets. Spoiler alert, he was not enrolled in an Orange Theory class at 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with you? So you pair your watch with hers, and then you let her see that you're stooping up a storm at 4 in the morning. I mean, I just don't understand really what you were thinking. Yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't think that one all the way through. Do you think it was just kind of it just kind of happened, and therefore he wasn't thinking at all? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go 100, percent especially four in the morning, maybe like an after bar situation, maybe drunk, right? Maybe whatever. Yeah, probably true. Probably true. I I don't know what the situation is. But there's a lot of that going on. There's that one. Remember the woman we talked about last week that claimed her husband was cheating on her, and it was revealed on I can't even. It was a, a picture of him on some. I don't even remember what the hell it was, but. He was having a glass of wine, and she said, oh, he was cheating on me, and blah, blah, blah. And remember, I think it was on the KQ Morning Show, I know we did, and I think on this show, too, that we said, that's fake. There's no way that you could arrive at, because you saw your husband having a glass of wine with another woman, that he was cheating on you. You go, hey, I went to high school with her, ran into her, we had a glass of wine, great to see her. You don't go right to, well, we're going to go bang right after this, and then, I mean, you just wouldn't think that way. Turns out she made it all up. She created the whole thing to start that's, some yeah. problem. Surprise. That's half the stuff I see online, like, this is all oh, yeah. just made up. You're making a video to try and get, attract as many views and likes and clicks as possible and make yourself famous. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is, is to make money, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This is all about making money. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I didn't know that I'd ever see this headline, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, she's a cute little kid, LaRon Simmons. Could be Laurent Simmons, uh, Laurent Simmons or Laurent Simmons, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a cute little kid. His parents wanted him to graduate with his bachelor's degree at age nine, but the Belgian child prodigy has now been yanked from his university after the school informed his parents that he kept missing class. <laughs> What was he doing? He's nine. I don't know. Like, the parents aren't you guys dropping him off? Like, where is he staying on campus? Like, where? You're just gonna let a nine-year-old live by himself with He's a bunch got an of agenda, man. Laurent Simmons turns ten on December 26th and has been hustling to finish a three-year electrical engineering degree in just ten months at Jeez. nine years old. Whoa. Holy Christ! A little prodigy. He would have become the youngest child to land his bachelor's degree, but the school now says Laurent's exam load is uh, such that only a mid-2020 graduation date was feasible, citing the need for him to develop insight, creativity, and critical analysis. He's the BBC. He's going to be 10, yeah. They want him to have... He's already... We need you to create insight, creativity, and critical analysis. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Andy, that's kind of your area, isn't it? How's that in my area? No, oh, I thought I was talking about um, what the things that he was um, he was studying. What? Uh, I thought they were talking about electrical or I don't know whatever. I lo- electrical <laughs> engineering. That's what it was. Okay, never mind. Well, I was going for electrical engineering a long time ago. And now you're going for what? Uh, software development. Software. Ooh, you're gonna make billions, so I don't have to work anymore. Probably not. Damn it! <laughs> I thought I had a lot. Ships kind of sailed on that whole dot com boom thing. No, oh, has it really? Yeah, I suppose that's true. We got Kostaki on the line. Mm. Oh no! I mean, oh good. Maybe he has some insight. <laughs> well, my God, look how early he is when they win, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, what the hell's that all uh, about? I was there. 
Oh, you were at the game? I was at that game, and my brother, we picked one away Falcons game to go to every year, and we fully expected to be crushed, but that's not what happened. San Francisco. Awesome. San Francisco, yeah. Well, Santa Clara, it's about an hour south. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere, but beautiful mountains, and it was awesome. It was such a fun game. Oh, my heard- goodness. Did you see the end of it? I did. Absolutely. Oh, it was crazy roller coaster. Eight seconds left. They throw a, what's called a touchdown on the field. They overturn it, not a touchdown. Five seconds left. They throw the ball to the goal line, called not a touchdown. And then on review, they called it a touchdown. It was clearly a touchdown. It was a, it was a touchdown, yes. Yep. But hard to see from the cheap seats. <laughs> we, were, we were very excited. Wait a minute. What were you doing in the cheap seats? Oh, that's, that's where we sit. Would you know anybody? Yes, sir. I mean, for Christ's sake, get to no, know we some just folks, will you? Stuff hub or whatever. No, we just we just go to we go to one game every year, and we've this is a new tradition. We've done it four times, and we've never seen the Falcons lose. They've won every game we've gone to together. So, really, you've never seen awesome. them lose. I've never seen them lose live. I've seen them lose on television. No, 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 no. I'm talking Thursday about live. That's times. that's amazing. Well, why don't you go to every game then? Right? Oh, we really fault. should pick it up a little for the team. You know? <laughs> your that's fault. A good point. That's a good point. Your team, your team won big too, right? Yeah, thirty-nine, yeah, ten, and uh, I—that's <laughs> the kind of game in the past, Kostaki. Especially after they missed that extra point to start the game, I thought, "Here we go." <laughs> oh yeah, They're lose right. to a team they should crush, but no, they ended up crushing them anyway. They little, forced seven turnovers in that game. Seven turnovers. First time they've done that, I believe, in twenty-five years, something like that. Wow. But Even I, Ralphie May couldn't force down seven turnovers. Oh, my God. What a cheap shot that was. Oh, my God. That poor man. He's, he'd be spinning in his grave, but it didn't fit all that well. So, anyway. <laughs> nice guy. Sorry, I just got a visual. Oh, uh, yeah. Ralphie May spinning in his grave. He's a comic. He would laugh at that stuff. He was. Mm-hmm. He was. He was a very, very nice guy. Really yeah, he nice seemed guy. like he would be nice. He was. Yeah, I, I didn't know him well, but I've met him a few times. I so hated I you. but <laughs> <laughs> He was definitely one of those guys who would tear the roof off the club. Oh yeah, he was he was good at he was good at comedy for sure. And he pissed somebody off. What did he say that pissed everybody off? I forgot. But everybody got mad. At oh him. yeah, I know. It was like about a year and a half before he died. Yeah, it was about a year and a half before he died. Probably killed him in the end. <laughs> Possibility. I don't remember. I want to say it was like a racist joke. I think it was. I think he got it from Tevin. Actually, I was his ghostwriter. So. <laughs> ghostwriter for <laughs> Ralph <laughs> Bay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's a big ghost. Uh, all right, so we had snow in Kansas City. Uh, seven inches, considerably more than my wife got. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much. Great to be here. A lot of penis and vagina <laughs> jokes right before Christmas. I don't know what that's, that's all about, but... There's a lot of them right now, man. That Chiefs game was so white, it owns a Friends DVD box set. That's white. That's super white. Boy, you got that right. It went apple picking and then to an ugly sweater party. It was really white. (laughs) It bought a Prius. That's white. That's a white It still dabs. That's very white. I have a question for you, and I'm very serious about this. (laughs) Has anyone ever purchased a Prius that knows how to drive? (laughs) 
<laughs> they have some of the worst drivers behind the wheel of those Prius. I, I, what is the problem? That and smart cars. Not, oh, yeah, that too. Yep. They're not the sporty driver type. Yeah, that's I suppose, yeah. I suppose it's a whole different deal. Good for that, those kids. I'm happy for them. <laughs> but did you see the highlights of that game? It was, it was I did, beautiful yeah. to watch. I did. Oh, man, it was great. It was so white, it was drinking a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, God-ish. Oh. <laughs> How can anybody drink that garbage? It's terrible. It was white. It, it, it went to a Jimmy Buffett concert. It was super well, white. That was, was white, brother. Now, that's white. It only shops at Whole Foods. It was. It has a moleskin notebook. I'm telling you. It, it has a Pier 1 credit card. I got 20 of these. Can I keep going? You know what's amazing about that? I just found out I'm black. I don't do any of those things. So like any of those things. Apparently I'm a black guy now. So it works for I'm me. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if I thought you were black. You're probably not. God damn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That game was white. It keeps asking you if you've seen The Wire. It was super white. Was oh, have you ever seen The Wire? There are Negroes in it. Like, <laughs> come on, man, really? Calm down. That game was so white it had a fanny pack, and it went to a TED Talk. It was so white. <laughs> what, what the hell is a TED Talk? I hear about them all the time, but I don't even know what they are. <laughs> what are those? They're just like a lecture thing that. Well, who goes to those? Well, it, it's a kind of a white people. <laughs> white people. White it's people. a very white thing to do. Yeah. Um, a TED Talk <laughs> is where they're on stage. They have an audience, but it's usually like streamed on like YouTube. So it's got it's got more of a digital presence. Oh, okay. Than it does an actual like going to a lecture. How do you make money from it? I think isn't it on Netflix. Isn't there TED Talks on Netflix? It's really? all over. You can yeah. find them on YouTube. They have them posted really? all over social media. Like, you could do a TED Talk on radio. And and could I be... make big dough doing it? Well, I think Let's what go. it does is I think it kind of catapult. It's kind of a stepping thing to catapult you into doing more, like, speaking engagements. And I things. should do speaking engagements you again. You should. And then charge, like, $25,000. Twenty five. Bill Clinton gets a half a million. How come I can get a half a million bucks? Well, it depends. Are you serving I'll never dinner? Force, I'll never force myself on anybody. I'll pay an extra ten k if I get a dinner. If you get a dinner, that's true. Yeah, that's good idea. It's a good plan. You take care of that all that business. Uh, yeah, the last time I did a I did a talk uh, was a while ago, and then they kind of discouraged me from doing it because I was doing a speech, and some kid in the front row, and he looked like he was about eighteen years old, kept mouthing off. And I finally looked down, and went, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and they said, basically, yeah. "Time to go, Tom." <laughs> okay, that'll do it for the. That'll do it for That's the speech. TED Talk more Friday Late Show kind of response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was kind of shocked that I told him that, too, but he also realized I was quite serious. Yeah, he stopped talking. <laughs> he stopped talking. <laughs> he did stop talking. Accomplished. Oh, he was just such a pain in the ass. It was unbelievable. Anyway, back to you ripping white people. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, that game was white. It bought a David Sedaris book. It's so white. Oh, God. It, it, it went to a film festival. It was, uh, oh. I'm surprised that game didn't have two last names. That's a, that was white. It was super white. Ooh, Andy, you it, just got ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Brant Bernard, man, you're out. You're a honky. That, uh, that game was so white, I'm surprised they didn't show it on the Hallmark channel. Oh, okay. God. Along with the lesbian commercial they all got all pissed off about. <laughs> you seen that? They're all mad no, about I that. No. Uh, there was, apparently in the Hallmark Channel ran a commercial where two women were getting married, and then at the end of the vows they kiss. It's like an extended kiss. 
So the, the one million moms made them yank it off the channel, and it was gone for about 10 minutes. They said, no, nah, it's back. That was a bad idea. It's pulling that commercial was not a good idea. So whatever. <laughs> oh, we got to take a break. We'll be right uh, back. A full segment with Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps next. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the ultimate weight loss program powered by Nutmos is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. Now we're back, and now we're talking. Ooh, i gotta <laughs> use my I got to use my echo thing again, ladies and gentlemen, with that music. It was a cold December morning when Kostaki Economopolis <laughs> drank like a fish in the stands. Is that what happened? <laughs> I did, actually. We, we, yeah, uh, we went old school. We... We carried a plastic bag filled with beer and snacks around. Oh, my God. Three hours. <laughs> God yeah, so we got on the train with a plastic bag of beers. Didn't, didn't know you went to a Bills awesome. game. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, I didn't know you went to a Bills game. It's yeah. like some there jumping <laughs> off the tables. and Exactly. It was awesome. The other fans were so great. I mean, there were there was a tiny smattering of Falcon fans there. It was and they're, you know, the Niners are good this year, and that mm-hmm. fan base is excited, man. They're into it. And uh, they were really nice. They went out of their way to be cool with us. Uh, there, was one, uh, there was one big black dude that was sort of trash-talking us before the game. That's uh, the usual <laughs> and my brother, he and, he and my brother were going back and forth, and <laughs> he said something that kind of ended the conversation. He goes, man, your team, your team never won a Super Bowl ever in your whole damn life. Okay, yeah. still coming back from that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, talking about the Vikings or the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, same, same deal. Either yeah. way, same problem. In your whole damn life. Okay. Oh God. Uh, Detroit continues to make it ironic that a group of lions is called a pride. Uh, they should call that a shame of lions. <laughs> a shame <laughs> of lions. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good news for the Vikings fans, isn't it? We got them on Monday Night Football, and then they play the Lions. I know we play the Bears, but, you know, good God, whatever. Uh, Ravens' Marcus Peters had to pay $14,000 fine for drinking a fan's beer after a touchdown. Ooh. Um, 
They have similar prices in the Niner Stadium, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Ten grand per beer. You, you better fill up before you go into that place. <laughs> so the Patriots are in trouble for filming the Bengals' sideline. The I Bengals. Most networks don't want to film the Bengals. <laughs> Good point. The Why did they do? Has it? higher ratings than any of the actual Bengals games. Why did the Bengals fans tape the Bengals? What the hell? You're right. You're absolutely right. It turns out they were putting together a year-end banquet blooper reel. It was, uh, I assume they they set the footage to Yakety Sax. Thank you. Don't talk back. I love it. Works for me. (laughs) Let's say my honeymoon video included some close-ups of bikini-clad women. Is there any scenario where I convince my wife that it's useless accidental footage? Yes, uh, and then, and then when I'm confronted, I'm just, I'm just it's, it's for perspective. It's a harmless point of view shot. Yep, yep. I love and it. And then I offer to delete it. And you're you're my wife in this case. How am I doing? Uh, yeah. Hey, listen. As long as you're you're happy, as I'm happy. Those guys are guilty again. Yes, Check they are. Cheating bastards. Is Brady done? I mean, we've buried him every year for the last five years. (laughs) I know, it's true. Every year is Brady finally done, but this year he's not looking good this year. I mean, he still looks good. He just doesn't look great. So how do you define when that's, you know. That's true. He's still probably the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Is it something like that, right? Probably. Probably true. When you fall from such a high level, it makes it look a lot worse than it is. Yeah, I mean, I – I don't know. I, I will. I want the whole thing to go away. I want Belichick to retire, Brady to walk off into the suns. I want it to be over. But who knows? At least this year, there are there are five other good teams in the AFC where they could. Any of those teams could beat the Patriots this year. So, I I think we're finally safe from a Patriots Super Bowl. But you know, <laughs> you don't know for wouldn't sure. Surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me none. I know they're good. I don't know if you saw this story. Ten former players have been charged in a health care scam, yep. including Clinton Portis. God. Even the football Clintons are mired in a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly not involved, ha-ha Clinton Dix, which sounds like a scandal. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> yeah, Clinton and Dix go together really well. <laughs> Portis billed the NFL healthcare fund for phony medical devices, including ultrasound machines used for women's reproductive care. What? Gee, I wonder what tipped the investigators off. <laughs> I wonder. Gee, how'd they figure yeah. that one out? He said, hey, I'm not lying, and I've got the pap smears to prove it. <laughs> do they still do that? Yes. What is a pap smear, anyway? You want me to go no, through the process? No, you, don't. you don't want to know? You don't want to hear this. <laughs> no. Okay, never they mind. They crank you open, they <clears throat> swab you. Why? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Tom, we'd like to open your urethra and take a look. Oh, they don't swab uh, there. Where do they swab? Yeah. Your cervix. Oh. They check for cervical cancer. That's why. Oh, that's not a bad plan. No, but it's an uncomfortable process. And they should get a better name for it. It's it's very unnerving when you're sitting there straddled and all you hear is click, 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 and they're cranking you open. You're like, uh. Click, click. What do they open you with? It's like a big shoehorn looking. It is? Yeah. 
It's called a speculum. Speculum, right? Speculum. speculum. What it, the it hell? It looks like two shoehorns put together, oh, and there's Jesus. a thing that'll kind of. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that, that's they, very well described. Yeah. They take a super long Q-tip. They swab you, and then they put in the thing, and they Super send it Super long Q-tip. Well, yeah, we're not going to use a regular Q-tip. <laughs> just up close and personal. <laughs> Stick the whole hand I, I, I Take a 15-foot Q-tip so you can do it from across the room. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and they send it to the lab, and then you get your results. <laughs> Everything's clear as a bell. Works for me. Yeah. Wonderful. Do they tell you what percent Italian you are or anything? No. Does oh, do any of that? Mm. Okay. That's really nice. That's really nice. You got any German in you? I've heard that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, so? I at that one time. But, you know. <laughs> oh, God, whatever. Oh. It's a bad time to do that joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Santa Claus. No, it's, that's all right. How about Heinrich? Heinrich, huh? There you go. In any case, <laughs> and now back to quick snaps with Kasaki Economopoulos. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was a funny aside. All right. Uh, let's close on this one. Lamar now owns the best rushing season for a quarterback in NFL history. I, I mean, the guy's amazing. But NFL history, is that a phrase we need to – come on. And NFL history sounds way more fun to study than sociology or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. What's your major? Uh, Western civilization with a minor in NFL history. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. It all works out in the end. Uh, I think, too, you know, Western Civ and NFL history. Yes, you got it completely covered. Well, By the way, man. you know who holds the record for most minors in NFL history? Lawrence Taylor. All right. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. This is nasty. LT, man. Did you see, by the way, this is off topic, but i got to run it by you, Kostaki. All right. Did you see that Harvey Weinstein says he's a victim and nobody did more for women in Hollywood than he did? Oh, my <laughs> he goodness. He did them all right. <laughs> he actually says that. How I, does he, how does, how can we hear him over his gigantic testicles? That is hard to believe. Ugh. Yeah, he, he he said no one has done more for women in Hollywood than he has. Oh, he's a pig. Oh, oh God, oh, what a psychopath. Ugh. That man oh. is nuts. He's not even good looking. How? <laughs> he's a long way from good looking. Oh. Oh, he sure. certainly is not. Oh. I don't no. know. Yeah. No, if you were good looking, you know, you wouldn't have to leverage getting a movie part. <laughs> I guess, yeah. His face looks like it was on fire and somebody put it out with a rake. It's true. <laughs> Does. Not like... traditionally a compliment. No. <laughs> Did he really get away with assault, sexually assaulting 80 women for $25 million? I mean, is that true? That, that, like each, each woman gets like three hundred twenty grand. Ugh. And you if there's 80, wing? I mean, how many didn't come out? Well, yes. Work? No, that's exactly yeah. right. I'm how sure many didn't? Yeah. 80's probably the tip of the iceberg. You're the same thing with right. Cosby. It's like 60 allegations. What's the real number? It's got to be like 500. Yellow pudding. That's all oh, it makes me dizzy. I know. All right. I know. All right, young man. Well, we'll talk to you in the new year. Another great year. Thank you very much. Oh, we're done for the year? Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, I guess no. We are, yeah, because next next it's tw- the twenty third on Monday, so yeah. yeah, we won't be on next okay. week. All right, all right, Pally. You got that sort of. You can call. You can call her. I'm not going to be. I don't know what you're doing. I'm, I'm leaving. 
<laughs> I got no idea what you're up to, but you know what I mean. No, we just uh, we just figured doing a, a show, one show next week, because nobody wants to work on Christmas. Nobody's being listening to podcasts on Christmas no. Eve. No. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Well, happy together. holidays, everybody. Happy oh, holidays, yeah, enjoy the holiday break, and I'll talk to you guys on the other side. Look at, uh, now. Are you going to be coming? Uh, do you play the improv? I asked you this. I think the the Palm the West Palm Improv. You know what? I ha- I haven't done it in years because I'm not on the radio now. There, I can't sell any tickets. Oh, really? I love that club. Yeah. What back do you mean you're day, not on the radio? I'm not on the radio in that part of the world. Why not? I, don't, I, I because my friend Tom Bernard won't help me. That's why. I you asked my. <laughs> are you on with Paul Castronovo down in Miami? No, help me out. I'll oh, I would Paul absolutely introduce you to Paul. Yeah, Paul's a great guy. Right. You'd really like him. You know, you You're good re- at this game. You should, you should weasel me into a Florida game. Yes, I'll come, that's uh, what I want to do is weasel my way in. That's what I want to do. <laughs> no, I will. Have, I'll, I, matter of fact, I'm going to be seeing him in a couple of weeks when we're on vacation. So I will talk to Paul about reaching out to you. That uh, that'll be a natural because he's a he's big into that kind of stuff. That's great. I love it. Thanks. All right, we'll take care of it. But yeah, so I'll, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, Kostaki. Thanks for another great year, man. Oh, thank you guys. Cheers. I'll talk to you soon. We'll talk very soon. Of course, we have all of January into the first week of February with a quick snaps. Kostaki about common. Good time. Kostaki Economopolis. We have uh, a game on Monday, a week from tonight, and then another one. Six days later, and that is the regular season. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll be over the, the Christmas holiday. Where Where are the Vikings right now in the standing? Are we in second? Second place. Yeah. Second. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. And I think we're in the first wild card or last wild card spot. We're the last. We're number six. Yeah. 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 Huh? They got to win out, man. They got to win out. They got to be tough though Monday because Cousins has a record of losing every Monday night yeah, football game. Yeah, he does. Yep. Granted, it's going to be here in Minneapolis. Yep. But and yeah, and because it's the biggest game of the year, will I'm sure we'll lay an egg and Kirk will look terrible. But who knows? Maybe he'll get his life together. That'd be the end. We'll probably won't, if they lose to Green Bay, we probably won't make the playoffs. I wouldn't think. Well, I think the Rams are below us, and then, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So because they look at killed we have like a two game or one, maybe it's just one game. But yeah, they're. I think we're pretty safe for the playoffs, and we'd have to lose out. I think to miss. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because I know right now Green Bay has a one-and-a-half game lead on us because they're one game up, but they also beat yeah. us. So they have one-and-a-half. We'd have to basically – they'd have to lose both, and we'd have to win both in order to win a division, right? Yep. Yeah, so I don't see them losing to the Lions. No. I don't see that happening. So uh, it doesn't look like we're going to win the division, but uh, as far as the wild card is concerned, do you know the way it sits right now that if we went to the playoffs, you know where we'd go to play our first game? Lambo, yep. Oh. <laughs> That's really great news, isn't it? As long, I say, as long as you don't have Joe Webb and Christian Ponder like the last time Joe we went Webb. to Lambo for the playoffs, then we I think we have a shot. Oh, Whatever man. happened to Joe Webb? Anybody could jump over nine feet of that guy was a hell of an yeah, athlete. He, uh, I think he ended up playing wide receiver for the Seahawks for a little while. Well, that's right, he did. Yeah, and didn't then, he? Yeah, now I'm sure he's out of the league now, but well, it seemed like a good guy. Yeah, I liked him. It, it was funny because we were putting up the Christmas tree this last weekend, and 
stuff like that. And we're putting up the lights and everything. My boys were going through old Madden covers to see mm -hmm. if, how many were actually the Madden curse. And like somebody brought up uh, McNabb. I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely Donovan McNabb. I yeah. completely people do forget. Didn't he, play, he played for the Vikings. Yeah, couple, for like a couple a, years. Just like for like a year. game and a half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, was, was that all it was? Yeah, yeah. We signed him. It was in the middle of the season, and he played like a couple games. Oh and god, who did he replace? He. Or he did was, somebody uh, replace him? Was, there was like a yeah, was Josh Freeman, and then like it was like right Josh after Josh Freeman. Bar. Man, I haven't thought about him in a while. I time. know it's like some of these athletes they, they yeah. were saying these names. They're like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about uh, yeah. McNabb. But I'm like, he was actually a pretty decent player. But I was oh, yeah. just like, couldn't get like couldn't get over the hump in the NFC Championship games with the Eagles. And but yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like oh. It's, it's weird how some of these athletes. And I also watched a really good like seven minute short clip of uh bud grant mm -hmm. and i was like god what a coach what a coach that i wish we had a coach like that right, where all the players hate him no actually he was admired by his players mm. he was just he, no 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 no. i know somebody doesn't admire him too much i'll tell you he, he sure wasn't a handful. <laughs> yeah. he had respect for the players like he wouldn't call players out in front of other ones like he would pull them aside and have like a one-on-one -on -one versus you know how some coaches will blast you right in the locker room in yeah. front of everybody if you right. screwed up. He was just kind of that toe the line type of coach, and I, hey, it worked. I mean, Fran Tarkington loved him. Chuck Foreman's not a big fan. I can guarantee <laughs> no. you that. But I Chuck I, Chuck Foreman, I love his personality. He's Chuck's a, a great guy. Yes, he came. Great in, guy. He came to my. He must live out in our area, so he went to all the youth football games one day, oh, did and he? he was going to each team and kind of giving a little pep talk oh, at halftime. Nice. And it was so funny because all the kids are like, I, I just guy? see this guy over and Who's standing with that? Him, and they're like, who is that guy? And I, all of a sudden, I heard another parent goes, "That's Chuck Foreman." All the kids are like, "Who?" And right. all the adults come rushing the right. field to go meet yeah. Chuck Foreman and. I told Charlie, I said, I told him who he was. He's like, whoa, he played with Fran Tarkington? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, wow, that was a long time Wait, ago. Did they leather helmets back then? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did they funny. even have face masks back then? I can't remember. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.